Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Joe McCall here, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, again with another awesome episode called Deals Gone Bad, number 18. And we're with some uh, good friends of mine that I've known for a long, long time, Jay and Annie Adkins. And we're going to be talking about a deal they bought, crazy as it sounds, but I'm sure they've got a good reason for it, sight unseen for 6500 bucks, And they have pictures, but it turns out those pictures were old pictures. So it's going to be a great story. But I want you guys to get out of this lessons learned. And you know, we've we've probably got another three or four more of these types of podcasts in these series. And my goal with this is, you know, smart people learn from their mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others, right? And thank God there's this medium called podcasting or videos or YouTube or whatever, where we can learn from lessons learned of other people. Um, because, you know, we all see on social media, it's just crazy. You know, you see the big checks and the expensive cars and the nice houses and all you hear about is success. And you feel like, man, am I the only one who's struggling? Am I the only one who's having a hard time? Is Why is everybody else only making money, only doing big deals, only crushing it? I'm the only one who's struggling. Well, part of, I mean, this sounds kind of, I don't want this to be like sadistic or like taking pleasure in the bad stories of other people, but like we can learn a lot from the mistakes of other people or from their bad deals because now we can learn what to do or what not to do next time. And we start to realize, hey, you know what? I'm not the only one. Isn't that awesome, right? So I'd encourage you guys as we go through this podcast series, you know, if you're not part of a, a mastermind or where you regularly network with other types of real estate investors doing what you do, maybe it's a local real estate investors club, like a RIA. Maybe it's a meetup. Maybe it's a local mastermind. You should start one. If you can't join a mastermind I would encourage you to start one in your local market with other investors so that you can just learn from other people what's going on. Cool? So one, two little housekeeping things here. Uh, As I'm doing this live, uh, right now we're broadcasting it on YouTube and Facebook. So if you're watching this, hello, say hi, wherever you're watching this, comment down below. I'd really appreciate it. Give me a thumbs up, like the video, subscribe to my channel on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast as well. But if you have any questions or comments and you want to type them in down below, we can see them and we'll say hi to you and give you a shout out. And we get a lot of comments and feedback in here. Sometimes I'll pull them up if it's a good question. If you have a good question for Jay and Annie, then you can bring that up. Second thing is if you want all of my show notes, so we have lessons learned and right now all of my notes from these this Deal Gone Bad series is in a mind map and pretty soon it'll be in a PDF or a book or something. And if you want all the notes with the links and the videos, the transcripts of all of these podcasts and the and the bulleted points of the lessons learned, text the word BAD to 313131. That'll send you back a message. You can click it and get the notes, the show notes and all that. Also, if you go to joemccall.com slash BAD, that will forward you to a real simple page and you just put your name and email in there and we'll get you all of the notes. Right now it's in a mind map, but we'll soon get them in a PDF. Um, and be a book or whatnot. Cool. All right. Enough of the uh, intros. Let's just dive right into this. We have Jay and Annie Adkins. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Doing great, Joe. Glad you guys are here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you guys from? How long have you been doing real estate? So we are in the uh, central Ohio market, Columbus, Ohio area. And we have been in real estate now for about 20 years. Yeah. So, 20 years. Yeah. Just a little while. 
<laughs> and we met through Life and Life, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, did we meet? Was it, the first time we met was it at a retreat, like a mastermind thing? I think it was at a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game that we oh, all went. Right. That yeah, we all went I to together. We all went to the game together is how we first met. That was a long yeah. time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think before we had met, I had actually bought your lease options course. Okay. Yeah, I think Jay knew you. Shortly before that. Yeah, I think Jay knew you briefly before I met you, but yeah. Nice. All right. So you've been doing real estate for a long time, 20 plus something years. Yeah. A lot of deals. Um, I often say too, you know, if you haven't done a bad deal yet, you've not been in the business long enough. You've not (laughs) not made enough offers. Um, so you probably have your share of scars and battle wounds to prove it, right? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We have multiple bad deals we could discuss, <laughs> but I would I would say that this one was probably this, one takes the cake. this is the the topper because it didn't have to be that way. Well, before we jump into that, talk about like what does your business look like today? What kind of deals do you do? Where do you focus? Where do you invest? We focus mainly in Central Ohio and our home t- or my hometown, I should say, Jay's hometown ish. But he's a Michigan fan and from Michigan, but I don't hold that against him. <laughs> or I try really hard not to, anyway. That's um, one of the, y'all don't know. That's one of the biggest rivalries. <laughs> yes, Michigan and Ohio. In Ohio State. I don't have anything to say this year. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Our oldest daughter goes to Ohio State, so it's a house definitely divided. But wow. um, that is yeah. so cool. <laughs> so we focus mainly in our hometown and our and surrounding area. Yeah. We do some vacation rentals in uh, Southwest Florida. We do turnkey rentals for out-of-state investors. We do fix and flips. We do a little bit of wholesaling. It's pretty much whatever fits the deal at the time and the best way that we can help the seller or the person that's involved get out of the situation or have a win-win for everyone involved. Yeah, we usually have a solution for every every homeowner. So that's a huge plus. Are you doing a lot of marketing right now? Yeah, we're doing marketing mostly on Facebook. Yeah. And so that's going really well. And on Facebook, are you targeting the entire state of Ohio or central Ohio or what? Just central Ohio. Yeah. Columbus area is very large. Uh, as you guys probably know, Columbus is booming with Google moving in and uh, Facebook and Amazon. Facebook and- is starting here as well. So uh, Amazon has has come to the market here. So there's a huge demand and uh, they're not building properties enough. I was so mad. Last, last night, I was looking at Golf Magazine and they showed the top 100 golf clubs, golf courses mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. And Ohio had five of them. Yeah. Really <laughs> one. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was so mad. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't know Ohio. And the, the top state, I think, was New York. And then it was California. And but then like Ohio was right in there in the middle with, you know, either probably the third or the fourth tied the third or fourth most high end nice golf courses in the United States. That's crazy. Just come here and golf, Joe. I'd love to. I didn't know Ohio had that many nice golf courses. But anyway, we got to still uh, it before it gets cold, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much like Missouri, obviously. But so um, you're, you're actively doing deals today. What is your, if you don't mind me asking, what percent of your income comes from wholesaling? What percent comes from, I don't know, turnkey, rehab, fix and flip? The majority of our income, I think, comes from rentals and uh, fix and flips. I would say probably, what, yeah. 75%? Yeah, we have about 25 rentals. And so we do well with that. And we split between two and three 
We have been doing more, but two to three at a time. To, yeah, two or three flips at a time. Our kids are actively flipping um, <laughs> to yeah. pay for college our, our and daughter. to save money to travel and all of that. That is really uh, cool. So you're you're how old are your kids? 20, 20? 18, 16, and fourteen. Yeah, four kids. Yeah, no <laughs> wonder we're friends. Right. Yeah. Our twenty-year-old flipped a house when she was sixteen to get her car. Yep. And then our middle two, who are eighteen and sixteen now, want to flip a house. They've been working on the construction side of things, learning things. They helped us build our office and make it the way that it is. And yep. this um, office right here did a bunch of rehab for it. There we go, right here. <laughs> yeah, they've helped in the business in different sections. Our oldest works as an admin for us. Our youngest is the only one that hasn't done anything as far as real estate is concerned yet, but she is only 14. So that's my, my two boys, my oldest boys are uh, 17 and 15. And they like the money that real estate can bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the work of doing right? it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Are you, how, how did, have you had this these conversations with your kids or did they very similar conversations yeah um they like the money that it brings in especially flipping uh, because we average about 25 to 30 grand a flip so they're like we want to flip a house and i'm like well you have to find a house to flip and we're not going to find it for you so here's what you need to do well then it kind of dies off for a little bit until they think about the money that they need to do this or do that and you've got to let them figure that out on, on their own don't you yeah yeah definitely yeah, in fact, we just had a conversation with them about, you know, their one to five year plan. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't just live at home for the rest of my life and you right, exactly. and buy everything. <laughs> exactly. So I would say probably 80, 75 to 80% is rentals and flips. Yeah. And then we do a little five to 10% probably in wholesaling. Like I said, we don't do a whole lot, but if it makes sense, then we do that, which we just did one of those deals not too long ago. Yeah. Just had our biggest wholesale deal yet. And, uh, and then, how big deal was it? Uh, just over 31,000. Good for you. Yeah. And then we have a mastermind and coaching program that makes up the rest of it. So, nice. Are you are you still um, working closely with Life and Air, or are you more on your own now? Or no, we're on we're our own. own. Okay. We split off. Yeah, about when Life and Air flipped, uh, when three or four Air years split, ago. Yeah, we kind of went our own okay. direction too. Good for you. So, yeah. All right. So this deal, where did you find this deal from? <laughs> so this deal, I was thinking about it, and it came from a mailer that we sent to one person, and that person did not. We, we weren't able to purchase that home. But we always ask, like, who else do you know that's looking to uh, get rid of a property? Yeah, you know, a property. There's a lesson learned right there, right? Yes. Always, always, always ask sellers, do you have any other properties or do you know anybody else? Right. Yeah. Are you looking to buy more properties? Are you looking to lend money? Yes. Any of the above, yes. Cool. All right. So you sent them a letter for that house. They said, now. Nah, we don't want to sell that yeah. one, but we have another one. Yeah. So they said a friend of ours has a house that they want to get rid of <laughs> and she just wants to be done with it. And so I was like, great, send over the information. And it was a, a single mom and she was trying to get out of this little town <laughs> that is like two and a half hours from our house, first of all. So, yeah. But she's like, I just owe very little and I, I just want out. So I said, great, send over the pictures. And I, I ran comps on it. And it looked like it was worth right around 30, 35,000. Uh, very depressed area. So 
Uh, but it was about a mile from a college, and I, I liked that. I thought I could rent it to college students. Yeah. Okay. And so I was like, great, send over the pictures, and I'll take a look. And she sent them over, and it looked like it was in pretty good shape. I wasn't going to just a little bit of clean out. She had a tenant in there that had stopped paying. I was like, no problem. I can get her out of there. And so we actually, she had surgery. Interestingly enough, we closed that deal in her hospital room. (laughs) So met the title company there right after her surgery. You know, the next day she's recovering and um, we signed the deal right then. Okay. So how far away was this house from your from where you live? It's two and a half hours. All right. So you can't just jump in the car and go down. No. There. no. And I would like to say that I had nothing in this deal. I, 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 I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it because Oh God. You guys you gotta watch this video. All right. Because as Jay's telling the story, Annie's just like there chuckling and like shaking her head and smiling. And I could tell from her face that she had nothing to do with this and it was all on Jay. It was all right? Yes. It was all Jay. Ah, ah. Two and a half hours from our house. Nice. And I knew it. he believed the pictures that he received. And now he is no longer allowed to even it's, think about buying anything. It's this poor, this <laughs> poor innocent single mom, Joe. Hold on his heartstrings. Oh, my gosh. It all right. sound real bad. Lesson learned here also. Always listen to your wife. Yes. Always get her opinion and advice. <laughs> I can't tell you, every, every bad deal I've done, my wife told me, I don't feel good about it. I don't, uh, you know, and I was like, nah, you yeah. don't know what you're talking about. I'm no. a pro. I know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there's been a couple of times when I have listened to her and I was like, okay, all right. You know, I'm, we won't do it. There right. was one time I was even thinking about going, moving my office into this other guy's building uh-huh. and working from there. And she said, like, I don't feel good about it for whatever reason. It was just the weirdest thing. Yeah. Fast forward, like, a, I don't know, eight months, 10 months. The guy was under federal indictment being investigated by the FBI and wow. a complete wow, um, man. shut. It was really, really bad. And then this kept on getting worse and worse. But anyway, lessons learned. If you're married, always, <laughs> even if you're not married, like find a business partner, somebody else who's in the business that you can run these things past. Like, hey, do you think this is a good deal or not, right? Yep. Yeah. So he comes to me and says, I just got a house, $6,500. And I'm like, where is it? And then he told me, and I'm like, that's like a two and a half hour drive away, just so we're clear. He's like, it's fine. We won't need to to go there at all or very little, if at all. Yeah, I'm going to lease option purchase it. Look at these pictures. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you negotiated uh, 6,500. Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that a cash offer? Yeah. And then you closed... Um, well, the ladies in the hospital. Right, recovery. Yeah. So they closed at the hospital. Yeah. And then he, I think that weekend, you went to look at it in person after it was closed and purchased, if I remember correctly. And did you and- do an inspection? No. <laughs> Didn't even do an inspection. Mm-mm, no, no it was pictures. Like it was a brand new investor. Her, her pictures were so good, Joe. <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh my gosh, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. You're a much wiser investor now, I know. Yes. Um, wow. So you didn't even do an inspection. That's another lesson learned. I'm saying right. these lessons learned from my assistant who's right, making the notes here. <laughs> no, yes. Always, always, always get a professional inspection. Yes. Yes. The inspection would have revealed everything. <laughs> and it's like 350 bucks. Yeah. At most. So yeah. I'm not really sure why that didn't happen, but it didn't. 
We still love you, Jay. Right. Thank you. Right. I'm throwing my dirt out there. So right. there you go. So, so, so then what happened? I think he went to check the next weekend or the next time we had some time available anyway. He went by himself or with a contractor of ours. Yeah, we went just to do a little touch up and <laughs> get it going. And um, I had Martin, planned, Martin, I had actually yeah. planned to hire someone there to handle it for me. And this town is called Steubenville, which we have now nicknamed Stupidville. Oh my gosh, you should not have said that. Somebody <laughs> from there is listening to this right now. Sorry if you live there. Sorry um, if you live there, but they're gonna be still what it is. But the good points of the house were it was supposedly a solid house. It was close to a a college, which there's a huge college there. Yeah. So we thought worst case scenario is we rent it out as a college type housing or whatever. The ultimate plan was to get a uh, lease option purchase buyer in there yeah. so that we didn't have to mess with hardly anything. Yeah. So he goes down to check it out with one of our contractors to kind of market it, find somebody to handle all of it for us. None of which <laughs> actually occurred. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not find anyone to work on this house. I mean, why is that? I don't know that area. It's just very depressed. There's a lot of old manufacturing plants that aren't open anymore. They've closed and there's a lot of unemployment there. And it's, it's just, there's not a lot of job opportunity there. And I just couldn't find a contractor and I didn't want to wait. I don't like waiting. So so what kind of condition was the house in when you got there? To see well, it. we had clean out to do, and then it had been left with no heat, and so plumbing pipes were broken. Oh, so I had to replace the plumbing, and the hot water tank had frozen and expanded, so it, it burst. So I had to replace that. The retaining Trash wall. out, paint everything. The retaining wall in the front was collapsing, and I got sighted from the city. <laughs> So I had to, as soon as we bought it, I think they're like, "Oh, somebody owns this." Like, oh, this guy has money. We're gonna wow. get him. So literally took my own crew down there. We own a construction company, so I, I took my crew down there and we did everything in a couple of days and, and got it ready to go. But it was it was expensive lesson. How much money did it cost to rehab? Uh, a little over twenty thousand dollars. Holy smokes! <laughs> yeah. It's so funny to see Annie laughing. Like she just thinks this is hilarious. It's one thing that I can just bring up occasionally and be like, "Remember when?" Yeah, <laughs> that was your cost because you self-performed a lot of the right. yeah. your own crews. I mean, if you would have hired a contractor to do it, right. how much it more would that have cost? Yeah, it would have been over thirty-five thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and what was this property worth? Do you think fixed up? Um, at the time, it was worth. I thought about thirty-two. Okay. And that that was close, thirty two to thirty five. And then after I fixed it up, it was worth about fifty thousand. Um, so, so we were still decent as far as property value versus you no know, yeah. investment. But so do you still own it? We yes, do. yes, we have our <laughs> we third third lease yeah. option buyer. Third lease option buyer in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Third um, lease option buyer. Yeah. So and they love it. I mean, it's one of a, it performs fairly well and it's one of our lower end rent. <laughs> do you uh, did you refinance it? Do you do you own it free and clear? No, we when we uh when I found out it needed all the work, um I called one of my private money lenders and said, Hey, I, I need a loan and they, you know, sent it over. We did the mortgage and the note and all of that. Yeah. So they're protected and they have insurance with their their business name on it. And so we just have a long term 
uh, private money loan on it. Okay. okay. And you still have that then? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, which is really interesting, private money. I, I, a lot of people that I've talked to on this podcast, they, they because they dug their well before they were thirsty yep. and they had the private money in place, it saved them from a lot of headaches and hassles because they were able to borrow the money and secure right. and, pr- and protect their private investor, right? In first position, no. Yeah. But they were able then to not drain their reserves and or drain their own savings, but were able to borrow the money. No bank's going to lend money on this deal, I would imagine. No. <laughs> but you've got to have access to private money. I mean, that's such a um, important thing yes. that people need to think about, isn't it? Extremely yeah. important. Extremely important. I'll ask you some more questions about that too, about, about that, because I think that's important we, we, we talk about that. But why did you decide to put a lease option tenant buyer in the house? I didn't want to have to fix anything else. Okay. Plus, I was really, you know, most of our single family homes, we lease option them. We truly want to help people become homeowners. Right. And we don't just throw them in there. You know, we have them enroll in credit repair and we analyze their credit and help them figure out what they need to do. Now, they don't always do it, mm-hmm. um, but we put them in position to be able to perform uh, if they do the work, but they still have to do the work. This particular house, were you getting a lot of maintenance requests and a lot of calls to fix things or did these tenant buyers take good care of it? Um, the first ones took really good care of it. Mm-hmm. The second ones, not so much. Um, the first ones ultimately didn't execute the purchase because they moved to mm-hmm. a different state. Yeah. The second ones just destroyed it. And then we were getting phone calls and emails that there, I have to tell you this just because it's hysterically funny, that there was a rat in the basement and that it was the biggest rat they have ever seen. And I'm like, I don't understand. We've never had a rat issue before ever. And they're not really like running rampant down there or over there that I'm aware of. Come to find out, we send uh, one of our contractors down to take care of the rat infestation or see if we needed an exterminator or whatever. It's a muskrat from the Ohio River that has come into the basement (laughs) through the drain. It swam a mile up the sewer drain from the Ohio River and popped up through the the basement sewer drain. No way. And ate through the, yeah. Ate through the (laughs) subfloor, through the kitchen cabinet. Oh my gosh. And then got to the Nutri-Grain bars. <laughs> I can't imagine seeing one of those, like, in your basement or in your cabinets. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you've got to be kidding. The, a muskrat yeah, looks like, like a, um, if I'm, they look like, um, what do they look like? I'm going to Google it. Muskrat. It's just I think a, it's kind of like a it, it beaver like mixed a, with a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it looks like a, a hedgehog. Or like a, yeah, similar. Yeah. They're kind of cute. They look like a giant hamster. <laughs> They're not cute, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> They're ruthless little jerks. Oh, my goodness. So wow. that was... So, uh, you had to get somebody to get it. Yes. And they yes. did that? Yes, they yeah. did. They live trapped it and yeah. then removed, it, removed it from the house and took it back to the river. But still... Oh, wow. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I had yeah. never, and we have never heard of it since. We don't have that here in central Ohio. <laughs> okay, so why... Let me ask you about lease options again. Why Why did you lease option it, not like own and finance it or sell it like on a wrap or on a subject yeah, to land contract? Like I mean, I usually just do lease options okay. and that's because I'm able to acquire the property back quickly if they don't perform. When we do a lease option, we require 3.5% down typically yeah. so that they're eligible for any kind of bank loan once yeah. they, they are 
qualified. Like he said, we have them speak to a mortgage broker or lender of some sort so they know how many months they need to get in and we collect the down payment and then a portion of their monthly rent goes towards additional closing costs of any kind that they might have. Yep. I also keep it that way because we have a private money lender on that project. Okay. And so if he wants out, you know, if he wants paid off quickly, I still an owner and that would be hard to do. Well, it would be impossible if I had a land contract or I did the owner finance. Well, and then the people that live there are responsible for all of the repairs and upkeep too, unless they can't afford it, which we've also said, um, if you're unable to afford whatever needs to be done, let us know. We can kind of work something out. Typically we add that cost of repair, whatever it is, to the purchase contract at the end of the game. Yeah, or we'll rewrite the lease and bump up their rent to cover whatever we had to to fix. And so you've had your your third tenant buyer in the house now, and each Mm -hmm. of them put something down, Yeah, yeah, which which helps, right? Because that covers the cost for any repairs that are needed. Right. Yeah. What is it renting for? And what are you what is your out? Are you getting any cash flow from it? We rent it for five hundred and fifty dollars a month, which is one of our lowest rental properties that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, We would get as an example, we would get a thousand a month for that house in our in our area. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it cash flows, I think about 250 or 300 a month because we mm-hmm. don't really, I mean, we just have the payment yeah. to the yeah. hard money people or the private money people and then insurance for the most part. The rest of it's covered by the tenant. Okay. So cool. And then uh, <laughs> uh, do, you pro- do you manage your own properties? Do you use yeah. manager? We have a team. So I'm, I'm a licensed agent and I have an office manager that's licensed licensed agent on my team. Okay. And so she manages all of our properties for us and then also for our out-of-state investors. We have uh, a handful of -of out-of-state investors that we find properties for, fix them up and fill them either with a tenant or or even a lease option buyer for that matter. Okay, cool. And um, saved you a lot of money, I imagine, right? Managing your houses internally, but also your person managing your properties is is managing your properties. They're not managing right. 500 other people's properties. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We have, like Jay said, the project manager, and then we have a couple of uh, admin people that just kind of yep. pay bills, collect rent, that kind of thing. So. All right. So let's let lessons learned. Is there anything else about this deal you want to talk about? That that's bad. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I'll share. Oh, I'll share one other little thing. thing. So on the other side of the property, oh, yes, the neighbor's wall was failing. And if she's watching, you know, I gave you an opportunity. <laughs> you passed it up. Nice. nice. <laughs> so about this much, right? This much of the other side was my property and all the rest was hers. Okay. Okay. So I had to fix my whole wall. So I said, look, I'll fix your retaining wall. All you have to do is buy the material. It's $500. This job would be $8,000 if I came in and did it for you. Yeah. And she told me no and oh. said that I should fix it for free. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm sorry, but only 10% of your wall is mine. Yeah. So I'm offering to fix it for very low, you know, just buy the material and she wouldn't do it. And so I just, I just fixed mine and cut her straight down. Okay. And so, you know, is it worse? I, I don't know, but we're not friends. <laughs> So we're not friends with the neighbor and uh, yeah, 
The house is rented, although I have to tell you, this most recent time we were looking for a tenant and uh, social media is always so much fun with people putting their two cents into posts and stuff. So we were marketing it on the area selling walls and somebody said, are you kidding me? This house is right behind somewhere that somebody just got shot and killed. And I'm like, oh, really? This is just (laughs) getting worse and worse. (laughs) Can you delete those comments? Or they right. Still- yeah, which I did, but still, then we had to look into that clearly because I didn't want you know an unsafe neighborhood for yeah yeah children or anything. But which there was a murder in the alley behind the house, which sounds so horrible, and I shouldn't be laughing, but it just was par for the course as far as this property was. It was just part of this deal, just getting better and yeah. better. All right, that number of years ago. Yeah, and uh, we it seems had- to be much better, and on the upcoming. Hopefully. Yeah, we haven't had any problems. Uh, so it's cash flowing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we still have it. Otherwise, I would have chucked it a long time ago. Do you think you could sell it if you wanted to? Probably could now. Would, would you sell? Are there any other investors that own properties in that little town? We're actually talking to a couple of people yeah. down there that have said they may be interested in buying that property from us. So we'll okay. see what happens. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's talk lessons learned. What, what were some of your biggest lessons learned from this? Do not buy a house without a home inspection. Okay. <laughs> or a discussion with your spouse, correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, now, yeah, those were the biggest ones. I think the home inspection, obviously. Don't believe the pictures that someone sends you because pictures can be very, very deceiving and can be old, even though... Yeah, say that one of the things too I found that somebody is, they're doing well financially, you know, money's coming in, they're they're feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just easy to stroke a check. It's just easy to write a check, you know, and, and think that you can pay your way out of the problems. But yeah, did you find like, yeah, it's just 6,500 bucks, you know, go ahead and just spend the money without thinking of how much worst case scenario. You know yeah. what I mean? Did you feel yeah, like you I mean, get a little? Did you feel like you got a little lazy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like I got like a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I really think that it was. Yeah, it was more like, oh, I could own this property free and clear for sixty five hundred dollars, and by the pictures, it looks like a great piece of property. Worst case scenario is we have to put a little bit of money into it. Um, there was really no discussion about. Well, there was no discussion with me. <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah. Yeah. But. There was really no thought process about the area, the what if the pictures aren't accurate, kind of anything whatsoever for whatever reason. Yeah, don't trust the seller's word. Don't trust the seller's word. And the inspection would have given you pictures. Yeah, I would have seen it all. Would you have done a, would a sewer lateral have helped with stopping the muskrat problem? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think that. When I bought it, the muskrat was there. Okay. That was after. That was, yeah. One of the, significantly after. One of the tenants had moved out. Sure. And uh, the other thing I would recommend is don't buy a rental property that's not in your normal area mm. unless you have a team there already vetted and uh, ready to manage everything. Because we literally, like, I tried to get yeah, an agent awesome. to fill that place, sell it. Right. Option that I couldn't even get agents to call me back. Yeah, like, it was very strange. I mean, so like you we were trying to wholesale it when you first bought. Yeah, it we were trying to wholesale it. Yeah. Or we were trying to just get somebody to property property manage it. And you know, when we do uh, vacation rentals in Southwest Florida, you know, when we find something, we when we initially were investing, we had to find a team of people. So it yeah. was not difficult to find you know housekeepers, maintenance people, agents, things like that in Southwest Florida. So yeah. 
I thought it couldn't be that. It could not possibly be that difficult. Like we have comparatively, we have three. Yeah, <laughs> we have like three of of every field in Florida. Like three plumbers, three electricians, yeah. three HVAC people. But in you know, Steubenville was a little. I couldn't get one. Not even one. Are there people that buy houses there? Do they have any inventory? Are people selling nicer homes in that area? There seems yeah. to be, yeah. So it just yeah. wasn't making unless they knew the area and were like, oh, we're not going over there. Well, that area is known to be higher, much higher crime, that neighborhood. Okay. And so it could have been that they just you know, knew the area. someone was killed and everybody knows that down there and they just didn't want to mess with that property. So I went. Today, the reason I'm asking is, is today I'm making an offer on a little, <laughs> there's a little town called, I forgot the name of it, Pilot. Stu- Steubenville? Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> Stay away from Steubenville, Jim. And uh, okay, I will. I'm looking right now, Pilot Knob, Missouri population. This little town has 722 people in it. Oh, wow. It's about... Uh, you take you an hour and a half to get there south from downtown St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's next to a town with maybe five thousand people, so it's a real small town. And it's uh, it's it's right across the corner from a um, little community medical center. It's probably too mm-hmm. small to be a hospital. And the guy wants to just get rid of it for thirty grand cash. It's hard to get comps because it's such a small town. Right. Yeah. But I've thought about, well, maybe just make him a cash offer for 10 and then also make him an owner financing offer. Like maybe I'll get you closer to your price with really good terms, maybe 200 a month principal only payments until paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then um, I could probably s- sell it on a wrap or sell it on a, as a lease option. But I would think I could find a realtor somewhere down there that could, if I offered to pay them three grand for a yeah. commission, they should be able to sell it for me but in in your experience with these small towns does it still matter how cheap you buy or do you really have to like be more careful with what is going on in the in the city does that make sense yeah yeah i think you need to know what's going on in that city and a little bit anyway i would bet a few people uh, before you close on it just to make sure that uh, you got team members in place that can do what you want and and that's interesting too because I'm looking in Pilot Knob, Missouri right now. And I'm looking, just want to see, are there any properties that are listed for sale right now? Because mm-hmm. if I called some realtors that are listing houses for sale, they would be able to tell me, wouldn't they? Like, if I just zoom out a little bit, I can see there's a property listed for sale for 87000 If I And I can see the agent's name and number right here. Yeah. Sometimes you can get, yeah, get a property inspected. My whole point I'm trying to make here for everybody is don't don't be afraid to call some other realtors in the area. Yes. And ask them about it, right? Yes, absolutely. Call at least three of them. Because different realtors have different opinions as well. If I zoom out some more, there's only, you know, this is, there's only 30, 29 or 30 properties listed for sale. In that town? In the town south of it. Oh, um, Yeah. But, you know, there's, and I'm looking, just spinning through Zillow here, and there's a lot of properties listed for sale with a company called Buck Realty. Okay. Buck Realty. <laughs> if I scroll down here, there's a phone number, right? And I can call this guy, yeah. the lady. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, don't let, don't let small towns scare. I, I want to make sure everybody listening doesn't get scared. Oh, no. Small yeah. Towns you can do oh, really yeah. good deals. You still do deals yourself in small towns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. In fact, some of the best ones we do right now are in little villages. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring more uh, 
data to your listeners. Um, the town we live in is 60,000 people. And we really don't need to go anywhere else to find deals. There's plenty of deals with that. Yeah. Uh, But we do deals in little villages outside of the city. Uh, There's a lot of people that want to move to the country and we do flips. So Mm -hmm. those are good for um, no down payment loans, the the rural development Mm -hmm. USDA loan. So buyers can get in and just pay for an appraisal. So we'll go in there and flip a house. It's a village of maybe four or 5,000 people similar to the town that that you just mentioned and we'll just kill it in those little towns that there might be yeah. 10 or 15 houses, 20 houses for and sale. How much commission do you have for these? Not days? much. Not, at all, not really. much. Yeah. That's awesome. Not, not much. All right. So would you have, let's say you would have seen the pictures on this property and seen that it needed a ton of work. Would you still made an offer? Would you have lowered your offer maybe to 3,500, 2,500 or would you have just walked away? I would have lowered it quite a bit like okay. i probably would have offered her two or three thousand dollars okay uh, or i just would have walked away because it's it's far you know yeah the distance to our main hub is a little too difficult yeah we have a team but you get in the car it's two and a half hours to get there and two and a half hours to get back that's over a half a day of just driving yeah. one thing i did look at is how close is the closest home improvement store before i bought it and i did see lowe's was just about seven minutes away yeah okay. so that was good um and it is close ish to wheeling so you can always stop at the casino and take some time there i guess <laughs> so, which right, is what typically our contractors do when they go down they go down and spend the night so that they don't have to drive all in one day cool all right any other lessons anything you would have done differently i can't think of anything no that, that's it would have uh <clears throat> brought it to my wife before I decided. What advice would you guys give to beginners who are listening to this thinking, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to get into a bad deal like that. Or what, what kind of advice would you give to beginners? Well, I guess, I think I would say that, you know, even though it started off as a really bad situation, um, we did figure out a way to make it profitable for a little while anyway, and to help somebody that could not have potentially purchased a house otherwise. So even though it starts out as a bad deal, that doesn't necessarily mean that it, that's the end all be all of the situation. So um, I would repeat what you said in the beginning, Joe, which was, you know, get in a mastermind group yeah. or get a coach or mentor. Um, uh, they're going to help you to make as little mistakes as possible. And yeah. come up with ideas that you wouldn't necessarily have thought of yourself, honestly. We did get a question in here from somebody. I thought it would be good. And uh, oh, great. maybe you can answer it. Um, can you go into detail about how land contracts work? Please and thank you. Sure. Land contracts. Yeah. So land contracts, we've done them buying properties and selling properties. But normally we do them when we're buying. So basically that the person that owns the property currently is still listed as the owner at the county recorder's office, but you do a contract agreement that says you're going to buy the house from them at X price with X payments and or interest rate for X amount of time. And the important part of that is to get that land contract recorded at the county recorder or it is not valid. It will not be recognized by a bank if you want to refinance and If you don't record it, the seller could turn around and sell the house and there's nothing that, that you would be even be able to do about it. 
use an attorney to draft yeah, it. That's what I was going to say. It's a legal document. Find a good local attorney. They're usually around three hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty good range there. But you should be able to find a a local like one man attorney that can draft that for you. Good, good. All right. So how can guys? How can people get a hold of you guys? Our website's um, jandanniadkins.com. Adkins is spelled with a D. Say it again. jandanniadkins.com. J-A-Y-A-N-D-A-N-N-I-E. Yes. At? Well, that's our website, jandanniadkins.com. That's okay. Or you can... Is that right? Oh, no. No, our last name has to be in there, too. I put it in the private chat. That's okay. You can see it. And then our email is um, Adkins Pro Network. There. Is that better? Yeah. Yes. That's it. Good, good. All right. Sorry about that. No, that's no worries, Jay man. and Adkins.com. You can yep. see yep. it right there on the screen. J-A-Y-A-N-D-A-N-N-I-E-A-D-K-I-N-S. Cool. And what's your email address? We're on Facebook. Yeah, we are on Facebook as well. And then Adkins Pro Network all ran together as one word at gmail.com. Yeah. That's our email. That's cool. the one me and Annie share that one. Did I get it right here? Yes, sir. You did. Yes. A-D-K-I-N-S pro network at gmail.com. So guys, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, as you're driving, go to, well, a couple of places, go to real estate investing mastery.com. Look at the show notes from the podcast, go to YouTube, look up, Deals Gone Bad, episode 18, or text the word bad to 313131 to get the show notes, which will have all of these links in here. And so, uh, Jay and Annie, you guys coach people, you help people all over the country or just in Ohio or what? No, No. it's all over. A lot of them are local, but we do have students in Tennessee and Alabama and Florida, Washington. We've got them all over. Cool. And yep. um, you, one of the things I like about you guys is you're in the trenches, you're doing it, and you're not afraid of these deals in small towns, which I think there's so much opportunity right now in small towns. Yeah, I agree. So yep. much opportunity. A lot less competition. Yeah. There's still a huge demand, right? You can still, yeah. People may think, well, who would want to live in this little town of 5,000 people or whatever? 5,000 people would. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, Joe, small town deals are our bread and butter. Yeah. yeah. They really are. It's a whole lot easier to rehab houses in a small town too than it is uh, in Columbus. Like just to, if I bought a house today in Columbus, I could start working on it probably February first. Yeah, it because takes, of permitting and the time frame that it gets, especially now with COVID. You know, you have to do all of the jump through all the hoops anyway, but then it's delayed even more so because they're not in the office all the time or they are, but there's limited. It's a mess. (laughs) Small towns don't care and we can have the house done by the time they would approve our permit in the big city. Good. And you can still rent them, still manage them, even though they're in small towns, you still find tenants for them. Yeah, easily. Real easy, typically. Easily. Yeah, there's a lot of people that want to live in these small towns. They don't want to move. There's a low inventory. And right. so sometimes yeah. you know, they're living in a crappy house. They want to move up, not something nicer. Sometimes they're living with their parents in the basement or they just want to get out. Or the in-laws are like, get out of the house. They're helping <laughs> buy another house, right? <laughs> there's a lot of mattress money under yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, cool, guys. All right. So if you want... If you want to t- give Jay and Annie a, a shout and talk to them, go to their website, jayandannieatkins.com, atkinspronetwork at gmail.com if you want to email them. Yep. And you can, you're can you active on Facebook. Is that your yeah. yes. social media uh-huh. channel? Yeah. Yeah. We're on there, both of us, separately and together. 
Yeah. And you guys, you wrote a book a few years ago, didn't you? We yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. You have a copy of that right Can you see it? Yeah. It's called right Vision here. Focused Life. Vision Focused Life. Vision Focused. Yeah, there it is. There we go. Yeah, there you go. There we go. It was an Amazon bestseller for a nice. couple of days. In fact, it beat Khloe <laughs> Kardashian when hers came out. So whoop, whoop, for a day. <laughs> you guys talk about it in the book, just in a quick summary. We just talk about how multiple people have overcome challenges in life and you can't let that stop you from uh, pursuing your dreams and living your dreams, right? And it's important to set goals and have a reason why. And that, that is your base, your, your platform for accomplishing what you want in your life. Nice. You got good reviews here. I'm, yes. looking, at, yeah. I'm looking at the book on Amazon. Yeah, there's hardback, paperback, and we even have a Kindle. Very cool. You can get it on Amazon for 99 cents or paperback, 15 bucks. Yep. Yep. You can also buy it used for 27 bucks. <laughs> wow. Somebody's, oh, that must be one that, that we signed. It could be with our signature. You know, our autograph is in high yeah. demand, though. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been good talking to you guys. This you has been too. fun. It's been a little bit. You too, man. All right. Jane, Annie, Adkins, guys, go check them out. Say hi to them. They're good. They're good people. And uh, Nice having coffee with you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Who's the Michigan fan again? Jay. Me. Well, I was going to say go go Wolverines. But what's what's the Ohio State? The Buckeyes. Ohio State. What's their mascot? The Buckeyes. Buckeyes. I should have known that. I should have known Everybody that. says Bucks here, though. Go Bucks. Right. Go Bucks. <laughs> we'll see you guys. <laughs> see, see you later. later.